0: Hi right, Krishna, everyone, this is Achuta Bhava from Nightlight Astrology. Today is Bhakti Wednesday, and so we're going to talk about seriousness. We're going to talk about the curse, I call this the curse of seriousness today, because um, it's something that I've been reflecting on a lot. It's been coming up a lot in my sadhana, and I just, I realized that a lot of the questions that I receive from the audience about bhakti are often very serious. And I think, you know, I have a Capricorn moon, exalted Saturn can join Jupiter, it's easy for me to take things seriously. <laughs> and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I was just also reflecting on the way that uh, seriousness can be a real, a real issue. And something that keeps coming up in my sadhana is the need to uh, let go of some of the seriousness. So I want to talk about three ways that seriousness can act like a curse in our spiritual life and then uh, three cures for seriousness that should become a byproduct of our spiritual practice over time if we're, if we're working on it. Now, not everyone is going to deal necessarily with some of you might be just really light, joyful, easy people. But if you are someone like myself who deals with seriousness and the challenge of being lighter in spirit, mood, mind, heart, words, um, then hopefully this will be useful for you. All right, well, let's talk about three ways that seriousness can curse us. Number one, first, this is a deeply ingrained belief that we have. I suspect it is part of, uh, partly to do with consumerism, capitalism as uh, operative programs in our world that uh, we deal with every day. But I think it's also metaphysical and philosophical. We are the inheritors of religious traditions in the West that take salvation and damnation very seriously. And uh, even in our attempts to seek enlightenment, there are often stoic, serious, austere paths toward enlightenment that require nothing less than our very serious dedication. The path of bhakti is a path of devotion and discipline, as I've said before in some other talks, really is a word that gets melted by devotion. Devotion is like discipline, but it's more about the tenderness with which we uh, approach our daily practices and our our attempts to uh, develop and evolve. So one of the major things that can keep us serious is the idea that there's something at stake. In parenting, it's the idea that you're responsible for how your kids turn out and not to say that there's you don't have anything to do with it, but you can put a lot of weight on yourself. It has a lot of There's something at stake in terms of the need to fulfill some innate sense of purpose, a heroic mission or quest. My life is not complete unless I've found my purpose and feel very self-actualized or accomplished in some kind of purpose. There's something at stake with regard to money, insurance, uh, retirement planning, health. There's something at stake in relationships and whether they'll last or not. We have a lot of anxiety because there's almost every area of our life, the underlying belief is that there's something very, very much at stake here. And then cosmically, metaphysically, philosophically, isn't it true that we spend a lot of time telling ourselves that I'm here to evolve and I could fail I could pass the test and get to the next ring on the ladder upward toward divinity. I could, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get my wings here. You know, it's like, it's a subtle program, but it runs in us all the time. And this is one way that seriousness can creep into every area of our life as a subtle tone that's sort of buzzing below the surface. Two is sort of like it. It's the feeling that I have to get it right. Very similar to saying I have to be good. When we live in a universe that we perceive primarily through the lens of morality, of good and bad, of getting it right or getting it wrong, um, we're only getting part of the story. In almost all of these Uh, three ways that I'm talking almost all of these three ways in which seriousness can curse us that I'm talking about today the underlying belief is usually along the lines of um, my mortal life is all that I have and we forget the eternal nature of all beings all energies um, all facets of reality we lose touch with the fact that in eternity right and wrong evolution, growth means something very different than they do within our time-bound sense of things in a body that will die. It's not that there is no morality. It's not that there is no right or wrong. It's that we don't have a proper understanding of what these things are because we don't, because we, we forget about eternity. We forget about the eternal nature of our own soul. We forget about the eternal nature of the world and other beings in it. So, when we forget those things, morality gets put, we, we walk in the world with a way of, we think that if I get it right, that's how I evolve, that's how I avoid damnation, or that's how I get to the next level, or that's how good things come to me, etc. And that leads to number three, which is, there's an underlying belief when seriousness has us in its grip. That what I do leads to me being rewarded or punished. If I do something good, then I get something good. And if I I mess up, then I'm going to get something bad. And we don't, we, so this leads right into the feeling of I have to get it right. Not wrong because I'm rewarded or punished. And I have to get it right because there's something at stake, namely the salvation of my soul. That tends to be the way that they play out. Let's revisit them. There's something at stake, salvation or damnation advancement or regression, uh, happiness or failure. Two, so I have to get things right. I must get them right. See, this is seriousness underneath the surface. Have to get it right, can't get it wrong. I have to be good. Good is good, right? So I have to get it right, right? (laughs) And then three, I'm rewarded or punished according to what I do and and how I do it. There is something called cosmic justice. We sense that there is something called karma. And the more we stay looped into these ideas, the more that we are trying to work our way out of a world by the world's logic. It doesn't work. It's like one of those finger trap games that you play. Uh, you, you try to pull out of it, it just squeezes and tightens. No way out if you try to get out through good and bad things, advancement, growth with seriousness as the underlying mood. I'm not saying that there isn't a kind of, that there's, in bhakti yoga there is, it's often stated that one of the qualities of a saint is that a saint is grave. But that another quality of a saint is that they're lighthearted and laugh a lot. So it's, there's a perfection of all emotions. There's um, a perfection of every emotional state that c- can be properly understood as divine. But when I'm talking about seriousness, I'm, I'm really talking about the kind of seriousness that keeps us trapped in, in, the, in the world and in the, in the sort of hamster wheel. So what is the cure according to bhakti yoga? Well, these are things that I've noticed in my sadhana emerging, and I see them treating parts of my birth chart, almost like little medicines that are treating my Capricorn moon or my exalted Saturn or what have you. Now, I'm not saying that those are bad planets or that there isn't some really beautiful aspects of those placements in my chart, but one of the byproducts for me of having a Capricorn moon and a strong Saturn in my chart is seriousness. Like it's easy to take anything too seriously. And what I've noticed is that the most saintly people I've met, whether it was in the Amazon, in the Christian tradition, in the Indian yogic tradition, Brazilian Santo Daimi, so many different traditions that I've explored and had the joy to experience a little bit of, is that the, the, the people, the practitioners who are most inspiring to me, any, when, serious, when serious things come up, There's a a recognition of the gravity of something. But there's also a very lightheartedness. There's an ability to handle serious things. So it's, it's not that if something is serious that you ignore it or act like it isn't. It's not that you ignore the gravity of a situation. We're in the world after all. There is a gravity here. But it's how you hold it that matters, there's a lightness. I'm not going to take seriousness too seriously, if that makes sense. So what is the cure? Number one, in bhakti, what I notice, the more I chant the names of God every day in my life, the more that I study astrology and I reflect upon the Tao Te Ching or the I Ching, the more I notice that joy, Joy rises up in the hearts of those people who take time to reflect and listen and let go of seriousness, not to let go of the fact that there are situations that need attention, that there's dharma or sacred sense of duty, that there is a gravity in the world that's a part of our experience, but that when it starts to weigh you down, you sadna bhakti helps you recognize, oh, I can't if I take seriousness as a mood, as an emotional experience, more seriously than I take the joy of God. I'm, then I've lost it. I've lost the plot, and it just becomes something that you start you start getting more becoming more aware of. I have I'm speaking now with very little experience of this, but enough to articulate this insight, just a little. two is curiosity and humor very similar to joy i just i'm going to be joyful i'm letting go of the seriousness and i'm choosing joy i'm choosing a smile i'm going to take care of myself and choose a not a falsely positive i'm just going to try to invite the spirit of happiness peace joyfulness into my life i'm going to celebrate life Curiosity and humor is another byproduct of a spiritual practice. If you notice that things are very serious and you're feeling weighed down, you might find the humor or absurdity in the situation as well as the curiosity. You stay open and interested in what this is or why it exists or why it's here because you see it as an angel visiting you. Now, it might be a very grim or serious looking angel, but you trust that the divine wears all kinds of costumes. And if you stay curious about it, and also you stay, you're able to laugh and find the relief or release in in the humor. The the more you take something so seriously, the more that you have this moment that arises that you can, if you can just step out of yourself and look at how obsessive or serious you're getting, it's actually kind of funny looking. And so, you know, just sort of broadly speaking. It's amazing that you can actually do things in the world that many people would consider these are serious issues that the world is dealing with, but you can do them from a spirit of curiosity. You can move into those spaces, those sacred duties or whatever your dharma might be. You can move into those spaces. Feel People might say, those, those are heavy, like an e- emergency room, surgery, working with people who um, are hurting. And you can, in that space, you can stay curious and you can help lighten the mood for other people by having a good sense of humor. There's nothing better than feeling when you're in the midst of something that someone's like, wow, this is nuts, and um, I'm here with you, and let's just, we're, we're gonna figure out what this means. We're gonna figure out what's here, what's beautiful or interesting about this, and let's keep a light sense of humor. These are byproducts of spiritual experience. If you meditate, you will, Eventually crack up laughing sometime in meditation, especially the more that you suddenly are able to zoom out and and find yourself sitting there, you know, with the tweezers trying to crack open a walnut in your in your head. And then you're like, (laughs) What am I doing? What am I doing? You know? And then you, you know, curiosity and humor lead the way, and they are great antidotes to the virus of seriousness. Three is trust. Everything can feel quite serious, but if we just say to ourselves, okay, well, it's serious, but I trust that it'll get worked out. I trust that it's here for a reason. I trust that everything ultimately is okay. You can't do any of these things without the recognition on some level that's growing inside of you that you're an eternal being, that you're a part of God, that you're a part of divinity, and that everything else is too. And as that awareness grows in us, Joy is an option that you can choose a little bit more easily. I'm not saying it's always easy to choose or just step into, but it becomes a little easier to choose. And that, you know, seriousness is always trying to convince us to stay serious, that you have to be serious, that it's necessary to be serious. It's actually a choice, it's one of many different moods and feelings and, and like vibrations or fields of experience. The, the trap of seriousness is thinking, I'm not going to get something done unless I stay here serious. Things will be forgotten. I'll be punished. I won't get a reward. I have to get it right. And I won't be saved or I won't evolve. And the truth of bhakti is really that God just wants to hang out with us. Like, dude, you seriousness is cool. Like there's lots of th- choose your own adventure book includes seriousness. But... You're also an eternal being. Everything is eternal. There's no beginning or end to any of this. And the point is relationships, adventure, and love. Can you just live a profound life? That's the only thing. And you are a huge part of what determines what profound means. It's you and God that determine that together. But you can't do it if you don't spend any time trying to cultivate that kind of connection with life itself. And when you do, you will find that seriousness can't grip you and can't seize you in an unconscious manner as intensely or as often. You don't have to be victimized by seriousness as much. And you can also start to develop a different kind of relationship with it. It can be more of a divine relationship. There is something very serious about the Dalai Lama. If you've ever watched him speak, Thich Nhat Hanh, very serious, but so light and funny at the exact same time. How is that possible? Because it's been cultivated. So we can do that too. And I know that's a big part of my goal in life. I know that's part of my work personally. Well, I hope this is valuable to you guys today and uh, share your comments in the comment section. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I appreciate that. It helps the channel to grow. And um, yeah, tell me, tell me what uh, your relationship with seriousness is like, and what have you done to help yourself with that? I'd love to hear your thoughts and look forward to talking to you guys again next week. Take it easy, everyone. Bye.